we are truly in the darkest timeline, so why not travel back to a simpler time, when your toughest choice was what to rent a blockbuster for the weekend, Face Off or Con Air. That's where the Talkbuster podcast comes in. Every episode, Chris Chipman is joined by a guest who lived their time working for Blockbuster. The good and the bad. It's a fun nostalgic dive that if nothing else is a great escape. Find the Talkbuster podcast on your favorite podcasting site today. Hey guys, Future Ulrich here, uh, popping in real quick with a message for Mama Ulrich. Mom, do not listen to this episode. This episode is not for you. Come back at another time. Again, not for you, Mom. Do not listen. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this The Darkest Timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. How are you doing today, Lord Commander Ulrich? Oh, pretty good. You're really leaning into the Brokoff this episode. I'm trying to, like, play with it and see how it feels, and it feels kind of... I don't know, I'm just trying to explore more voices. I think it's a cool idea, so... <laughs> nope, I, I get behind that. I'm after our uh, Doctor Strange review of, like, I need to get a good Kennedy accent down. I gotta talk to Chris about that. I, 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 I have a need of Kennedy. I'll warn you, man. I've listened to a few dialect coaches talk about uh, Kennedy is one of the hardest to do because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, getting his kind of, like, ease of how he speaks in his dialect is apparently nightmarishly difficult. So. Interesting. No, it's funny because I was telling uh, Chris, whenever I edit ep- an episode talking to Bob, Bob just kind of naturally slips into a Kennedy-esque, you know, Cadence. dialect. Yeah, there it is when we're talking with him. I love linguistics in general, so I just I watch a lot of videos online about that kind of stuff. And Kennedy is just surprisingly difficult. Like is what I've been told. I can't do a Kennedy, so I'm not. I don't plan to try. But <laughs> I don't know. It seems like, and again, I recognize and Chris can comment. Like everyone thinks they can do a Boston accent, but nobody really can, unless you're from Boston. It's easy to do an exaggerated accent, but that's different than doing an authentic accent. Like I did. I did an exaggerated. I mean. Literally, you know what? We'll talk about that in a second because Ulrich and I, we have a history with exaggerated accents. <laughs> but before we get into that, we've got a patron sound out to do for the wonderful people who, for uh, by by the by their grace of their awesomeness, actually pay us each month to do what we do. And the least we can do to repay them is say their names out loud. And as is a buckler, it is my pleasure to say the their names, which are. Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brian Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Donald Lucy, Nathan Willis, Patrick Anderson, Carson ML, Scott Rubin, and Derek Takate. Now, if you would like to have your name out of that list and have a say at the beginning of every episode, then just head over to our Patreon, Patreon slash Geeks with Shields. For a dollar a month, you're getting 25 cents per episode or less or a better deal because sometimes we do more than four things a month, but we basically never do less unless there's some real crazy stuff going on, which is rare. And anything towards us helps goes a long way towards helping us out. Anyway, normally I would play kind of coy and be like, what are we going to talk about today? But Lorik and I are experimenting with something. We actually kind of don't know what we're talking about. We have a loose idea, like probably the loosest idea we've had in a while, which is just, he literally messaged me, Earlier in the week, it was like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I gave like a few ideas. And one of the ideas I said is, well, we just tell some stories like from our past uh, and not even necessarily stories with each other, or, but just stories that we have that might be interesting and see where a conversation takes us. Yeah. No, I'm running through the Rolodex for the statute of limitations on some of my stories. Well, I know that, like, for instance, without going into detail, there's one story that involves me and Ulrich going to a park with a spear. And I'm not <laughs> sharing that whole story because – I don't know the detail. Or... We talked about that one 
I think like in the first anniversary episode. And I think, I think so. that's the only time we're ever going to discuss it is go back and listen to our first anniversary episode. Exactly. I don't need to put it in more recordings. It's already in one. So, <laughs> I I have one we can launch with. If... Oh, sure. I was going to say, like, we're, I'm not going to tell this story either, but when I said that Ulrich and I have a history of bad accents, we talked about, I think it was when we were on Shooting the Shit with Chippa, or maybe it was in one of our anniversaries, but I know we were, like, telling Chris uh, Chippa. How we met. A, yeah, a friend of the podcast, How We Met, and basically How We Met involved both of us yelling at each other in terrible irish accents now yeah. i've learned to do a much more authentic irish accent since then i still wouldn't really call it like passing authentic but a much less offensive one but we were uh, not trying to be subtle at the time <laughs> no that was just cartoonish over the top monty python-esque insults yeah but again that story's been told i think in at least two other recordings so yep. so I'll, I'll start with a fun one you know get this is a good uh getting to know me i don't think you've ever heard this story i'm listening so, as it has been established on the podcast, in my 20s, I was, for lack of a better word, a man whore. Uh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I've basically been in nothing but long-term relationships since I started dating when I was 15. So, this was a around time where I was dating my, like, four-year relationship girlfriend, which was my second major girlfriend, and Ulrich was out and about a lot. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I had, and try to phrase this politely... Because the times they haven't changed. I had a sleepover with someone. Okay. And they, you know, we, we, we come back, we crashed to my place. She hadn't left in the morning. And I had forgotten that my grandmother was coming up to visit me that day. <laughs> and she stopped by the house early that morning to drop off some, you know, things. Because I'm a young college guy. I barely have food. And my fridge at the time consisted of a case of PBR a case of Mountain Dew, a gallon of milk, and a loaf of bread. So very college frat boyish. So. Yes. And again, I, I missed her. Didn't know that she showed up, but we're meeting later for lunch. So go to have lunch with her and my older brother. And we get to talking. She's like, well, I came by the house to, you know, drop off some stuff for you this morning, but you must have been asleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a long night, you know, I was out with uh, friends. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I was wondering whose car that was out front. I was like, car. <laughs> then I remember, like, oh, no. Real oh. quick, as a sidebar, I think Ulrich's mentioned this before, but he comes from a town. I'm not going to specify the town because I try to keep some vagueness. But he comes from a town that's literally like, built into the side of a single mountain and it's, it's just like a canyon we're in the bottom we're in the bottom of a canyon yeah i drive through it relatively frequently when i go to and from a certain place and it's a tiny ass town and it's like whole 410 people yeah so that's the kind of setting we're talking about when we talk about his family <laughs> yes so anyways we're sitting there and i'm looking oh i'm starting to panic and it's like okay just Grandma, stop, 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 stop asking questions. Uh, I'm still a bit hungover. I, I'm not thinking on my feet. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, what, oh, that's weird. And she's like, oh, did you have a friend stay over last night? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was a friend. Uh, yeah, you know, she, she stayed over. My grandmother picked up on the sheet. She's like, oh, what's her name? Oh, oh. And at this point, my brother picks up and he goes, yeah, what is her name? <laughs> And I'm just glaring daggers at him. He's having, he just loves this story. It's like, I, uh... Same thing in his position, though. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Cause I <laughs> oh, shit. did not know her name. Hungover Ulrich just can't 
come up with the obvious things to say quickly. <laughs> yep. And she goes, what do you mean you don't know her name? My brother once again adding, yeah, why don't you know her name? <laughs> I'm just sitting here having lunch like, oh, you dirty mother. Stop asking these questions. <laughs> It would have been so easy to say, like, Christina. There's a million Christinas. No offense to anyone named Christina. So It would have been, but I was not thinking. <laughs> I, would, I had very little sleep, and I was still probably a little bit drunk. That's that's fair. And so she keeps going, well, I just don't know how you can have a girl stay over at your house if you don't know her name. Where did you meet her? Yeah, where did you meet her? <laughs> how come you don't know her name? What's going on with you? More and questions. I had, to, I had, yes, I had to proceed to tell my grandmother. I had gone to a party with some friends last night, and I had met a girl, and we had came back, and we just never had a chance to exchange names. It just didn't come up. <laughs> yes. Well, how come it didn't come up? I don't understand. Yeah, how does that not come up? I just want to just, like, imagine your brother, like, one of those baseball, like, guys who's just egging on this like bent over like yeah come on go further <laughs> biggest shit-eating grin just dying laughing having the time of his life finally we get away you know i go back i go home two hours later i get a phone call from my mother what did you do to your grandmother <laughs> i go what do you mean she got home and she is worried that you are sleeping with strangers I mean, kind of a fair worry. <laughs> as I, as I can't really argue against that. I had an hour and a half lecture from my mother. Oh, oh. Painful. I had, after that, I had an hour-long conversation with my father. Oh, two and a half hours of parental discipline. <laughs> yes. Then, because this is my grandmother, when I was first dating Slagathor, when I introduced Slagathor to my grandmother, she said, oh, so this one's name you know. Oh, was at that point, was Slagathor aware of your, your history? Yes, Slagathor knew, my, Slagathor knew my history before we started dating. That's true, that's true. For As a side note, I kind of introduced Slagathor and Ulrich together, and so I believe she'd heard stories, probably from me as well. So. I Everyone in our group knew my stories, and I don't know how. Because I remember it was your girlfriend at the time was the first one that broached the topic with me. It's like, how do you know about my indiscretions? <laughs> well of course i had well here's the thing though it's important to remember i didn't ever join ulrich on his escapades i was just <laughs> aware of them from being told and of course i would have told my girlfriend at the time so that's the most it i know well slagathor's kind of comment it was well known in our high school and in some circles that knew of ulrich that he was nothing but a um a lady pleaser ah Really that far known in the school? I wasn't aware of that. So. Now, for the record, I want to make something absolutely clear. I was of age and I was not targeting minors. I just happened to be friends with Axel, whose girlfriend was still in high school at the time. She was a year younger than me, for the record. Yes. Well, has got another comment to make. Oh, so Axel targeted minors? Yes, that's what I'm saying. To put the heat up myself. <laughs> uh, I started dating her when we were both minors, and then I just, and then I turned 18, and she didn't turn 18 until a year later. I I will defend that. So Yes, so I'm saying of, because of my friendship with Axel and his friends, who were a year younger than him, there was cross-pollination of gossip. 
Yeah, because because Ulrich is about what a year older than me, so there was yes. just that that was about the gap. So. Yes. <laughs> that that does remind me. Um, I know why we haven't told the story, and I'll and I'll and I'll shut up if you tell me to. Uh, if we keep the names out, can we tell the camping story? Oh, the camping story is good. I'm proud of the camping story. Okay, I just didn't know like how you, much you want to keep the names out of it. <laughs> we will we will omit names for legal purposes because I don't want people yelling at us for sharing stories that involve them without their full consent. Okay, so I want to be very clear about this. This is a two-sided story because I don't know everything that was going on, on one side of the story, <laughs> and he doesn't know everything that was going on, on another side of the story. Basically, simply put, Ulrich and I were both dating people who knew each other, and we all four of us went on a little camping trip together. Now, the details of the camping trip are not important. The important part is that at one point, we're in two separate tents, each a pair, and <laughs> we were close enough together that sound could travel. <laughs> it, it was a big open space, and... It rained the entire weekend we were there. We had no choice but to stay in our tents and huddle for warmth. That's right. I do remember that, too. I also remember trying to make grits, and that was a terrible, terrible time. But me and Ulrich were, like, bent over a fucking campfire that wouldn't start. It rained. The only reason we didn't die was we had a Duralog, and Duralogs will start soaking wet wood. Yeah. But the point is, we're in these tents, sounds are traveling, and then... Ulrich does this first, I know, proceeds to <laughs> play it up. To, we had just recently watched, I think I had just recently shown him Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Yep, I had recently there, watched Dragon Ball Z Abridged. And there's a sequence in Dragon Ball Z Abridged Season 2 where they're hiding, the main characters, Gohan and Krillin, are hiding from Frieza, and Krillin just starts quacking, and they're like the space duck. So in response to the sounds that are traveling between tents, Ulrich just starts quacking. <laughs> loudly (laughs) and then me and the girl i was with just crack up and i start quacking back at him (laughs) i think at some point one of us said ah space ducks so majestic yes i'm pretty sure i said that (laughs) (laughs) listen the laws of thermodynamics are do our thing okay yeah that was one of those things that like it was a hilarious time it was a great weekend we just never really talked about that it just became that anytime there was like an awkward moment one of us would just quack or say space yep. duck. So <laughs> no, that was a long standing joke for us because we both loved that joke so much. But no, that was that was a camping trip from hell that worked out in our favor. But yeah, it, it literally poured rain the entire weekend. Well, like I said, one of my main memories was literally me and you trying for like an hour to get a fire going before we got pulled the dura log out. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we had to eat. We had expended a great deal of calories. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> oh, I had a, a similar story. Uh, well, not similar, but there was another time that was great. When I first went to college, like, Ulrich had moved. He had already moved back to, like, the town where I – because when Ulrich and I first met, he lived in his mountain town. <laughs> And then he moved to the town that I lived in, and then I moved away for college. And so that first year, I was in a long-distance relationship with this girl who was a friend of Ulrich's as well. And there is just this one memory I remember that this is the whole thing reminded me of where I'm talking to her via Skype, and she is at Ulrich's house. Yep. And I don't know what the 
event was, but Ulrich had been drinking extensively. Yep. And so he had his kilt on just because, and I have this just vision burned into my head of him in the background, be it like to the right of her, just doing this dance where he's just shaking his hips and moving his, his like arms <laughs> slightly. And, and that's just it. And he just won't stop. <laughs> so I got to provide some context to that story. Yeah, go ahead. Cause again, I was on this, I was on, <laughs> I was 300 miles away watching from the side of a screen. <laughs> that was at a time that Costco used to sell Guinness in flat 24 packs. Ah, and it was also, I believe, during the wintertime that it was cold enough that I could store my beer outside. Your girlfriend at the time was my neighbor. Oh, yeah. And I had better internet than she did. That's right. I remember this. So she came over and like, hey, I'm going to talk to Axel. How's it going? I'm like, okay, cool. I've had a couple beers to be warned. But yeah, sure, come over. <laughs> to be warned? Now, at some point, I don't remember where. Either before she arrived or after she arrived, I had consumed enough alcohol to decide it was time to put on the kilt. I very well could have been wearing that around the house. I'm pretty sure you put it on afterwards. I think I remember you saying, like, the kilt goes on or something. (laughs) That that does sound like 20-something Ulrich move of, like, I have officially consumed enough that it's time for a costume change. Yeah, I think it's exactly like how you phrased it, too. (laughs) (laughs) For the dancing, I don't know what that was. I don't remember that, which could be attributed to the alcohol, could be contributed to my pudding brain. Which is funny, because I had never seen Ulrich dance before, because most of the time when we hung... Well, that's not true. He, we, I'd seen him dance the first time we met, but that dancing was the lowrider <laughs> dance, and that's a very yep. different thing than what I was seeing at this point. So, <laughs> I might have been demonstrating the mating dance that goes on, the enticement dance that goes on with my kilt. I think, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds very Because I correct. know... I know that that was a move that I would pull <laughs> if I consumed enough alcohol that did work because sometimes the girls were caught off by like, I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's wearing a kilt and I've made it this far. So why not? All right. I, I like I said, it's just it, it's viscerally burned in my head as a, as yep. a fun memory, because especially my girlfriend was laughing her ass off. And at one point she was she's turned into dead mom because Ulrich had drank enough that he was having trouble doing anything. So yep. she had to like kind of babysit him. <laughs> Make sure I didn't, you know, drown in my own vomit. Now, we've told an Ulrich story and two shared stories. So if you don't mind, I'll share uh, just an Axel kind of story then, because we're reaching the end of this time period. I have a friend who's been on the podcast several times and who I know would not care about me using his name, but just in case, I'll use his pseudonym, which is Mal. So Mal is like 6'4 and pretty wide he's got a lot of body mass and he's the most stubborn bullheaded guy i know even more so than you Ulrich. which is impressive because i didn't think they came more yeah and he also is a was a big drinker for a while he's transitioned to uh cannabis now more often um where he doesn't where it's legal so don't you get on my case about it but (laughs) but the point is there was a good portion of time where he was drinking a lot he was also a super competitive dude so I have many stories that began with, so this one time I was drinking with Mal, (laughs) as an example, one time him and Wretched, also a friend of the podcast, were hanging out at my house. It's just the three of us, right? And because I generally don't go out and drink nowadays. I, if I'm going to drink, I like being where I'm going to sleep. I don't have to worry about getting to where I'm going to sleep. And so we're just, we're hanging out at my house. PJ bought, uh, sorry, cut that out. 
Wretched bought the ingredients for a caribou loo, and they were singing the song where they were making it. And there's also <laughs> a bottle of the black licorice stuff. Um, Jaeger. There's a bottle of Jaeger. Oh, no, not Jaeger. <laughs> yeah. Now, Wretched at the time was like a legitimate alcoholic. He's he's chilled out by that now. He, uh, But at the time, like, you didn't hang out with him. He didn't have a rum and coke in his hand. It just was the case. <laughs> so, and Mal decided to try to keep up with him. And and one for one him with the Jaeger, which was not smart. <laughs> and it resulted in, of course, it all coming back up. But that's not the funny part of the story. Cause that's the expected part of the story. There's there's two funny things. First of all, the way it happened is he's sitting in my chair and he doesn't even like move. It just starts coming out of his mouth like onto him. Oh, no. And luckily I had cat litter to clean my, my leather chair. <laughs> but But then after we clean him up, he goes into the bathroom and he locks the door. And he will not let me and Wretched in because he's embarrassed until we take off our shirts. Because he's taken off his shirt because he got, you know, throw up on it. And yeah. because he's embarrassed, we had to take off our shirts before he unlocked the door and let us in. And so the three of us are standing in my bathroom and me and Wretched have sobered up because of this. And we're yeah. just trying to den mom him at this point. See, here's the thing about Jaeger. Jaeger doesn't want to come back up. It forms a nice, thick, tarry substance in your stomach. <laughs> To cap off yeah. that story, we took him to my guest room and we put him in the bed. And even at that point where he's so far gone that he, like, can't control himself, we're desperately trying to roll him onto his side for safety yep. reasons. Yep. And we're like, Mal, roll onto your fucking side. We don't want you to die. And his response, fuck you guys. Yep. Oh, I've been there. Uh, no, fun fact. Uh, Jaeger is one of the only alcohols I am not allowed to drink. Uh, really? I haven't heard that one. I know with Wretched, he can't drink tequila because he fights people, but I haven't heard well, Jaeger. I, you've met Feisty Fists. I have met Feisty Fists. Not in person, <laughs> but I've seen Feisty Fists over a computer screen before. So. Uh, no, the last time I drank Jaeger was shortly before my daughter was born. Well, before, before we knew my daughter, before, shortly before we expected my daughter, uh, I drank an entire bottle to myself oh. and got so drunk that I ripped a towel bar out of the wall and wrapped it around my arm. <laughs> wrapped it around your arm? Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so Slagathor has henceforth banned me from ever consuming Jaeger because that unlocks a new level of drunken Ulrich. So I have more drinking stories. But I want to save them for another time we do this because I. Oh, there's a whole bunch. Of, I have drinking stories. I have man whoring stories. I have. I mean, at some point we can retell the story of the for, for like a twelfth time of how Axel and I met, and he can explain his dress choices. Uh, yeah. I was. What do you want? I was an omnigoth at the time. Anyway, <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you liked it, let us know because I would like an excuse to do this again because I had a lot of fun with it. Yep. So. No, this is fun to go back and relive some. Uh, memories anyway thank you for listening be sure to like share subscribe do all the things that we as content creators kind of have to ask you to do i know it can be cringy but it really does help us because the more that you do those kind of things the more people see the things we're doing and the more people see it the more we grow and the more we grow the more we can do and you can find us on these wonderful wonderful platforms they are soundcloud stitcher google play pocketcast spotify iHeartRadio and FiresideAlliance.com. Yeah, and if you're listening to us on Spotify and you really want to help us climb the charts and dethrone Joe Rogan, then just go ahead and give us a rating. I'm assuming, because Spotify doesn't let us know, the better our rating, the more likely we are to appear in suggested feeds. 
As always, this has been Axel Wright. And the show with Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable. <laughs>